It wasn't a weekend project. It's like, hey, you know, it's sunny out. I got some time on my hands, and so I'm going to go ahead and build an ark. This wasn't a weekend project or a week-long or even a month-long project. In fact, most scholars agree that it took Noah anywhere between 100 and 120 years to build this ark. 120 years. I mean, let's be real. The average American has a hard enough time keeping their New Year's resolution for an entire month. I mean, come the first week of February, right? People come off their diets. Gyms empty out. The the goals that they had set just 30 days ago are entirely abandoned. Any of us guilty of that? I mean, what we, we're not even into February. I, have, have some of us broken our New Year's resolution? I'm not going to put you to shame or anything like that. But, but it's, I mean, can you imagine, just imagine with me for a moment, sticking with something for 120 years. You know, I got to believe there are moments. There had to be. There had to be moments in those 120 years where Noah looked up to the skies and said, God, is this really what you wanted me to do? I mean, was this like a whole, like, okay, I got punked, like, you know, you were just trying to test me, okay, I passed the test, right? Like, was there, was there a moment in Noah's journey of, like, building the ark where he says to God, God, is this really how you want me spending my time? Is this really all worth it? Because I got to be honest, God, I, I don't see any floodwaters coming anytime soon. At what point would that question have emerged in Noah's process? Year 20? I mean, year 50? Like 75, the 75th year. He's been at this for 75 whole years. God, is this this really what you wanted me to do? But Noah kept at it for 120 years because that's what people with big faith do. They're not in it for the short-term gains. They're in it For the long haul. I love how Eugene Peterson puts it. He calls this a long obedience in the same direction. A long obedience in the same direction. And this, friends, is what big faith living is all about. Big faith living is about a long obedience in the same direction. It's not about jumping to the next thing that piques our interest or the next thing that brings our our next emotional, spiritual high. It is a long obedience, and sometimes it is boring. Sometimes it is arduous. Sometimes it is straight up painful, but this is big faith living at its core. It is a long obedience in the same direction. It's hammering away For 120 years, even if floodwaters is unseen. It's about putting this boat together, board by board, day after day, month after month, year after year, even if rainwater seem like a distant, even impossible future. That is what big faith living is all about because big faith people realize My faithfulness to God, listen now, my faithfulness to God is not contingent upon what my eyes can see in the present moment. That's not big faith living. 
Big faith living is not about what my eyes can see in the present moment. Big faith living is about faithfully serving God and obeying God and, and, and regardless of what my eyes can see in the present moment. Remember, we're called to be people who exercise big faith in the unseen, to walk by faith and not by sight. And so as people who exercise big faith in the unseen, we are to be a people who say, God, I am holding on to your promises. God, you said a flood's coming. God, you told me to build this ark. And so, God, I'm holding on to your promises. And listen now, how many of you know there's a difference between holding on to the promises of God and holding on to the timing of God's promises? There's a fundamental difference. It's very, it's, it's a slight difference, slight variance. It's easy to bleed in, in and out of, of one and, and the other. But there's a huge difference between holding on to the promises of God and holding on to the timing of God's promises. We, we think of promises of God that show up in Scripture, like God will strengthen you and fill you. God will uphold you with his righteous right hand. He will set you free from a life of sin. And all of these promises are like, yes, hallelujah, God, I, I claim these promises for myself. He promises us that he will comfort us and sustain us. And all of these things, he promises us. And so we hold on to these promises. But you see, as we hold on to these promises, you're not experiencing the reality of these promises. You're holding on to these promises, but you don't feel God strengthening you and filling you. You don't feel upheld by the righteous right hand of God in your life. You don't feel comforted and you don't feel his sustenance. You're not experiencing the freedom and victory from the sin that Jesus said he came to give you and promised you. You're not experiencing that. And so here's the temptation in that moment. Here's your temptation and my temptation. Your temptation and my temptation is to let go of the promises of God in that moment. The temptation in that moment is, God, I, I thought you promised this to me. I'm not experiencing so, so I, 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 I think that I'm going to let go of this promise and find this someplace else. All the while, God might simply saying, hey, I'm not asking you to let go of my promises. I'm asking you to let go of my timing. My promises are true. My promises stand. My promises are unshakable. But in our finite human minds, we have a way of locking God's promises into the confines of our timing. And that's where we get ourselves in trouble. In other words, God might simply be coming to us and saying, not yet. Not yet. Now, for people with small faith, those two words, throw them into a tizzy. Not yet. Not yet. You see, Noah heard this. I got to imagine Noah heard God saying, not yet. For all 120 years. God, can I be done with the boat? Not yet. Let's keep building. But, but God, I, I, I don't see any... Water's coming. Is, 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 is the flood coming? Can, can I get ready? No, nope. not yet. Just keep building. Keep building. Is, is it time to get on the boat? I, I mean, is it, no, not yet. Just stay put. Would you know that, would you know that no, God was saying to Noah, not yet, not, not even just in the building time of the boat. You want to hear another crazy fact about the timing? As if 120 years of building time weren't enough, 
You know how long Noah and his family were in the actual ark for? Some people say 40 days and 40 nights based on Genesis chapter 7. In Genesis chapter 7, I believe in verse 12, it says that God had caused rain to come upon the land for 40 days and 40 nights. And so we think, well, yeah, they were in the boat for 40 days and 40 nights. But if you read on, there are several more windows of time added to the initial 40 days and 40 nights of the rainfall. In fact, if we were to do the actual math and add it all up, we find that Noah and his family were in the ark for close to 370 days in total. 370 days in total. Can you imagine that? I mean, some of us have a hard time being with our families over winter break under the same roof in the comfort of our own home, over, over, over summer break, all right? Like some of your families are here. Don't say anything, okay? Just, just put a smile on your face and just, you know, just pray, praise God. Like, and, and for some of you, like, I can't even, but can you imagine 370 days being cooped up in a boat with your family, with all these animals and livestock just breathing down your neck? I mean, for a guy from New York City, that sounds like a prison sentence. I mean, that, that sounds terrible. And for some of you, you're like, listen, I love animals, but not that much. I can't, I can't imagine living in a boat for 370 days. And so Noah and his family are in this boat, 370 days. And they, they, they say, God, is it time to get off the boat? Not yet. God, is the floodwaters gone? Or is, it, is, it, is it time yet? Not yet, Noah. Stay put. Stay put. You see, people with small faith hear those two words, not yet, and they're ready to jump ship. No pun intended. They're ready to jump ship. They're they're ready to, they hear the words, not yet, and they translate that as not ever. But big faith people hear the words, not yet, and they're not phased in the least bit because they're in it for the long haul. It's, It's in... If it's not now, God, I believe it'll be sometime later. And I'm okay with whenever that leader is because I trust the timing of God's promises. I'm holding on to his promises but releasing the timing. I'm holding on to the promises of God, but I'm releasing the timing of the fulfillment of those promises. God, if you said you're going to set me free from this life of sin, God, I'm holding on to that. But I'm going to trust that in your perfect timing, I'm going to experience freedom in this area. God, if you said that you're going to sustain me, I don't feel the sustenance of God, but I'm going to hold on to your promises, but I'm going to release the timing into your hands. God, if you said that you're going to cause my ways to prosper when I lean on you, God, I'm going to hold on to those promises, but I'm not going to trust in my timing of my prosperity, of how I think I should see prosperity play out in my life. I'm going to trust the timing into your hands. I'm holding on to your promises, but I'm letting go of the timing You see, our job is to hold on to the unseen promises of God. It's God's job to fulfill those promises in his perfect timing. And when we hold that perspective, we're able to obey the one voice for the long haul. It doesn't become a short-term gain, but it's saying, God, I am in this for the long haul. 120 years, 370 days, even in the not yet, God, I will obey. I'll obey the one voice because that one voice hasn't led me astray up until this point. And I'll obey for the long haul. 
You see, there's a reason why the story doesn't begin with rainbows and smiles. With Mr. and Mrs. Giraffe smiling. It doesn't begin with, 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 with smiles and sunshine. Because here's the fact. It's easy to exercise faith when all is good. When all is seen. It's easy to have faith when the promise of God is right in front of you. All you need to do is grab it. It's easy. But it requires a different kind of faith to trust in God when the rainbow is nowhere to be seen. When you don't see the sunshine and when you don't see our old man Noah celebrating God's faithfulness. It requires a different kind of faith when the promises of God are delayed longer than you're comfortable with. It requires a different kind of faith. It requires a different kind of faith to trust God when all isn't going so well. That's when you need big faith. That's when you and I need big faith, the kind of faith that is willing to shut out all the noise in order to obey the one voice, no matter what the cost, the kind of faith that says, I am in it for the long haul, a long obedience in the same direction, a long obedience in the same direction. It's a Noah kind of faith know what I mean? Get it? No, you didn't get it. It's okay. <clears throat> or it was just that corny. It's okay. <clears throat> it's big faith. It's big faith. By faith, Noah being warned by God of events as yet unseen in reverent fear constructed an ark. 